Well, if Peter Volandis has been the busiest man in rugby league, then Raiders CEO and Project Apollo uh, committee member, Don Ferner, would have to be up there alongside him. Uh, Don, thank you for joining me for a chat. So how have you found the last six or so weeks uh, since all of the, the competition and everything was put on hold? It's, it is surreal, Zach. Um, but funnily enough, I've never been busier because we've had so many, so so many new protocols, um, so much, so much zooming, um, so many meetings. Because almost everything we do had to be redone again. So a um, lot of, lot of uh, work by a lot less people. You know, we only had three staff here, um, plus the coach for that whole period. Um, we've brought a few back now. Um, you know. We've only got, um, you know, it's probably got 16 or 18 on on JobKeeper, so um, it was certainly a lot, a lot, a lot to be sort of get a, get your head across. Um, you know, players come in the other day, you know, leaving all their shoes, you know, little things, leaving all their shoes outside, having to change footwear to come inside, literally having to police that. All, all of that's just, um, it's just a new new world. But um, we had to do it, and you know, Peter Valandi set a, a, a very um, at the time seemed a very uh, ambitious date and you know we, we're going to get there so I'm very proud of that and, and the work that everybody's done uh, at the NRL and, and everywhere so um, there are a lot of people that love the game and I'm one of them and, and want to see it back so um, you know uh, we're in a way better place than it was looking like a month ago. Was it extra tough for you guys given you've just bro- uh, opened up your brand new facilities uh, in Braddon and then two weeks later, or not even, sorry guys, the doors are shut. It was, literally we had the season launch here. Um, and then the following week was training and everyone was back. The field wasn't finished, but inside. So they were back. I think they did four sessions in here and then that was it. And uh, the actual office staff never even got to move here. Um, you know, so uh, they'd been through it, they had an inspection of it, but never literally got to sit at their desks and, and some still haven't. So, um, and might not for this whole year. So yeah, it was it was bittersweet, but we are also very glad um, that we got the funding and we got the building finished um, when we did. We had we had um, some uh, some of the building materials that were due to come from China, you know, so that could have been easily held up. Um, we got we were just luck and timing of getting this completed when we did, and we say it, you know every day when we walk in here, we're just really lucky to have it. We're lucky to to um, to get it done um, uh, and get it completed just before all this hit. There have been plenty of headlines about so many different things, but those related to the the, the game and Project Apollo, um, that without a, an official statement, did you have players and and everyone hitting you up and asking you, hey, Don, what's going on? Because it felt like a little bit like that at times. Yeah, and, and I didn't have all the answers. It was... We, we Having said that, and most teams were similar, um, you know, our footy manager and Rick set up... Um, you know, every second day is zooming with the players, um, so that was a good way, and, and opened it up for questions. At the end of, uh, you know, I, I basically would say to the players, "I'll tell you everything I know, and, and this is what I know." And then, you know, obviously, questions were coming in, and I'd say to them, "This I don't know. I haven't got an answer to that." So we kept them as informed as we could, um, and, and that was the most important thing because the players and then our staff as well probably didn't do as many zooms to our staff as we did the players, but we we kept them as informed. As soon as we got told something from the NRL, we tried to get it out there. And I think they appreciated it because obviously it was an anxious time for them. Um, and as I you know, reminded them a couple of times, we, we, you know, a month ago, we were looking like no football at all and, and, and they were going to be on JobKeeper for the rest of the year. So that's a massive shift. And, um, and you know, 
I think they all appreciate the work that's been done, particularly by those at the NRL, which often goes, uh, you know, unacknowledged. The biggest job was uh, setting a date for us to return May 28. Uh, we, when you were in the room and you heard that date, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> I, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, you know, I was thinking June, July in my head. I was thinking, wow, this, you know, but Peter was always adamant that the biosecurity advice that they got and, and the which, which we weren't uh, privileged to have. We, we weren't, uh, we didn't got that information that went straight to the NRL, but the, the numbers um, were drastically reducing. So his advice was if the, if the infection rate keeps going way down and the number of new cases keeps going way down, we could, we could make that date. So, um, you know, June sounded better because it still sounded a whole month away, even though it was only a week, but but yeah, so he he drove that date, and so did Wayne Pierce. And uh, but I, I got to be honest, when I first heard it, I thought, wow, this will be a miracle if we get this off. So um, with great cooperation from governments, all levels of government. Um, but again, a lot of work done by those in at the NRL that you don't see because um, there was lots and lots of emails, lots of protocols, lots of um, checks and balances with all levels of government, um, and there could have been a lot more last minute. Hiccups, but I think in the spirit of cooperation, everybody, you know, almost everybody <laughs> was cooperating. There have been critics who have said, you know, the game's coming back too early. What do you think the general consensus will be on May 28th for, you know, you, you, me, rugby league lovers out there? It'll be a, a feeling of relief like we've never had before, do you think? I definitely think so. Look, whichever decision, whichever date we pick, you're always going to get critics. There's more critics of NRL than most, most things. Um, so... We are a different environment though. I mean, um, you know, apart from some hiccups when some players weren't under the care of their clubs, we have a very strict um, rules and regulations. And, um, you know, I look at, there's a building site just over from me and, you know, building sites never stopped and they certainly, you know, weren't socially distancing that from what I could see. So we all knew that we were going to be under massive scrutiny and we were. And, you know, if anything, that keeps us honest and make sure our protocols um, uh, are adhered to because nobody wants to be that person or that club that has stuffed it up for everybody. So uh, we're all working in the, in the one direction. Um, and, I, you know, as I said, I think those critics um, will, once, once we deliver um, uh, and, and play the first round, um, I think they'll eat humble pie because... Um, you know, the, the governments are all talking about, listen, we need to, we need to get back, we need to be positive. And, and honestly, we were, we were one of, if not the first industry to, to be this positive. So um, the game should be um, congratulated for that. Um, again, still got a little bit of work to do. We've got two more weeks to go. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very proud of the game for, for setting that date and, and looking like achieving it very shortly. The game will look different though. Uh, one referee for the first time, I think since 2008. So it was a Project Apollo committee um, recommendation your coach Ricky Stewart and did you have much dialogue with him around that because he said that you know he, he's someone that is concerned about the ruck going forward under the new rules yeah I absolutely sat down with Ricky and the staff and, and gave that feedback to be clear um, everybody on Project Apollo if we could afford it would prefer two referees because um, you know there are concerns about the fact that, you know, refereeing now is a lot harder than it was 10 years ago. The scrum clock, the shot clock, there's so much more for them to watch. Their, you know, every decision they make is scrutinised um, unbelievably by all the camera angles. So it's a really, really difficult job. Um, 
you know, and if, if we weren't in these times and, and um, we, we didn't have these financial constraints, I think everybody's view would be to have kept the two referees, but we're not, we have to, we have to adapt to these, these times. So that was um, a change that we had to make. And, and, and clearly there is concern that the ruck might uh, suffer. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the second part to it was looking at real changes that might help the referees um, not have to, you know, keep their eye on the 10 yards plus the ruck uh, and, um, and, and you know, players getting hit after they kick the ball. There's a lot of things for them to, to be across. So, um, yeah, look, it's going to look different. But funnily enough, I, I remember when we went to two referees and I was thinking it was going to be completely different. And after the first five minutes, I, I didn't notice the, sec the, po the pocket referee was there. Likewise, when I watch an international game, it, once the game gets underway, you want the officials not to be the focal point. And if it's a really good game, they're not. Um, and as I said, um, when you do watch those games, you've almost got to remind yourself, oh yeah, there's only one referee in that test match between Australia and, and New Zealand or Australia and England. So I think after um, all the angst, um, once the season gets underway and the football is as good as we know it can be, I think it will be quickly forgotten. I know it's just a name of the new rule, but when you saw six again rule, <laughs> did you have to have a laugh, the irony of it? Yeah, I, I, I was in the same room as Trent Robinson. We were talk, talking about it. So, yeah, it was ironic. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, we've, we've forgotten about that. Uh, well, maybe we haven't forgotten about it, but um, it's, I'm sure it will get brought up a few more times. Um, but uh, hopefully we don't have any of those any of those clangers again. I know I mentioned uh, the coach, Ricky Stewart. What are some of the conversations like? Uh, has he got under your skin at all? Because he's as passionate <laughs> about rugby league as any um, man in the world. Yeah, look, he's, he, so he and his staff are back. Um, he, he stayed the whole period of April. Uh, so he was one of the sort of four or five in the building. Um, so I probably saw more of him than I, I, I normally would. And um, we had a fair few trips over to the coffee shop. We, we worked out in the gym a fair few times, which are probably fitter than I've ever been because you had plenty of time on your hands. But yeah, look, he, you know, any feedback he gives to me or he gives it direct to the NRL, it's, it's, um, it's always helpful. And I always share what the information I've got with him. We're very open and transparent and, and for the rest of his staff. So he calls them in regularly. And, um, but again, as I said, he's, if this is the rule change, he's happy to adapt to it. And, um, yeah, you know, the other thing is, and as he recognises too, is everybody will be playing under these same rules. So, you know, it's going to be no different from us as it is any other team. So, um, you know, I'm not sure about comments that the fabric of the game is being questioned because I, I just can't see that because everybody's under the same rules. Uh, one of the big topics that's um, been on everybody's lips in the last couple of weeks has been flu vaccinations or anti-vaccinations. Uh, You've got three players, Josh Papali, Joe Tarpany and Sia Soliola that haven't had injections. Is there any update on their situation? Um, no, well, look, they so they signed the waiver that was approved by the NRL and, and um, yeah, we're in the ACT. We have a different uh, um, uh, level of, um, of um, government and we've, I've been constantly... Um, in dialogue with the Chief Medical Officer of the ACT. So they were allowed to come back to training without the flu shot, uh, having signed the waivers. Our only, I guess, issue, but we'll cross that when we come to it, is if we have to play in Queensland. Um, and that might not be for the first month or two, who knows? Um, and, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, rules might have changed in Queensland by August or Jan July. So we're not too worried about that. We'll worry about that at the time. So have you had any conversations or with Ricky, all those players about 
that potential that there might be a game against well them. not the players look again yeah no Zach look not the players I mean there's a lot lot more things to worry about um, getting the comp started we, we'll literally cross that bridge when we come to it. it might even be the week before we have the game um, so we'll have to see the draw first um, again my expectations is we'll probably playing in Sydney for the first month or two so you know the likelihood that those rules are still in place come August or September are, are low uh, if they are, we'll have to abide by them. And then we'll cross that bridge and Rick will sit down with the players and, and we'll see where we go from there. Uh, let's look at the positives. Jordan Rapana, he's back in Canberra and uh, by the sounds of things, he's already loving it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I know at the end of last year, he said, oh, I'll come back to Canberra, but he didn't know what he was doing. He just he, uh, he was thinking he'd make a long-term career in Japanese rugby and, and he used to laugh that he'd go over there, probably earn more money, pay less, less tax and, and not have to make a tackle. So... Um, but you couldn't have written the script better for he and us. Uh, and you know, his big thing in saying to Rick is he wants to win a grand final with the, with the blokes he loves, the blokes that he's, he's he's played alongside. So we, you know, unlikely that we could keep him post this year. Our salary cap restrictions in 21 will hurt us, but we're able to fit him in this year, um, which was which was a bonus, and um, it was certainly a pickup we didn't think we'd get. So um, it's like he never left, and in a, in, a, in a way, he really didn't because. He only missed a couple of weeks of training because they couldn't train. So um, it doesn't feel uh, any different at all having him back and uh, all the players, you know, and, and obviously Rick wanted to get him back. So he's um, stepped straight back into it and you wouldn't have known he was away. Is there any chance he will be with you guys next year? I know there's a lot to, to play out, but he said he wanted to finish his career with the Raiders. It's a good question. And we've been very open with, with Jordan and said, look, at this stage, if nothing changes, it's, it's impossible for us, but you don't know what, what happens, a player might leave. But the reality is that you know, when you have a successful season, as we did last year, those young guys that came through, the Bailey Simonsons and, and you know, Chance Nicholas Plotstad, for example, they both became internationals. You know, you, you wouldn't have thought Bailey Simonson made his debut that year, he played for New Zealand. You know, so and they have bonuses and kickers in their contract. Um, you know, Jack's Jack's now a state of origin and Australian player, you know. I wouldn't have predicted that he would have been picked as a centre for Australia and and uh, and uh, New South Wales when he was playing five eight for us. So those when you start to get more rep players, there's more pressure on the salary cap. Um, and Jordan himself is you know he came here on a very small contract on a trial, and two years later he was playing for New Zealand and um, someone else had to go. You know, so unfortunately that is the price of having a successful year and having more rep players in in your team. We're really proud of those players that have you know, come here and made their debuts and all of a sudden they're, they're a rep player. That's what you want. But it does come with, with the financial pressures of the salary cap. But, but look, you never say never. But at this stage, it would be uh, unlikely based on looking at our forward projections of our 21 cap. Okay, so all Raiders fans, they've got their fingers crossed that somehow you squeeze him in because he's a great talent and he's infectious. All yeah. the boys said, you know, he's one of those great personalities to have in your squad. Uh, Nick Kotrick, he's another uh, personality that we love uh, to see in action. He's a blue as well. Um, how close is uh, the club to announcing that he has re-signed with the club? Yeah, look, it's uh, you're spot on about Nick. He's a local junior, came through and played in all our junior reps. And again, if you had said to me he's going to be a state of origin player a year or two ago, like it, his trajectory has been phenomenal um, from the day he debuted. You know, I think Rick said to him in that first year, if you play three or four games this year, you'll have done really well. He played every game, so fantastic to see. Um, and again, he's another rep player um, that that puts pressure. So 
we were we were in negotiations obviously at the start of the year it, it stopped with the covid um 19 crisis and, and the gateway for contracting had been was 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 uh was postponed so you couldn't lodge anything anyway so we're back basically literally now they're back i um, had our first discussion um with with uh nick last week so it is our my number one goal and i you know love to to keep him here for as long as he wants to be here we we you know, hope he's like Jared Croker and or, or Jack Wyden and plays out his whole career here because, um, you know, he's a Canberra boy, um, he's well liked, and um, you know, he's still got a lot more improvement. So, it is we're working on it, and um, you know, we'll, fingers crossed. Well, that is positive news for Raiders fans, and and this is your chance. I'll give you a chance to give a message. Um, to all of the club supporters out there because a lot of them have been uh, following all the club's movements over the last couple of weeks and, and can't wait for footy to be back. Honestly, to our members, you know, we've got 19,000 members and I think we've had five requests for refunds. That's phenomenal. Like you think about someone that's paid their money to commit and, and to, to support their team. And, and in speaking to other CEOs and other, other, other NRL clubs, it's very similar to, um, the messages of support in terms of, listen, you know, if you don't get back on the field, we'll still support the club. We'll still make it as a donation. That that's been overwhelming. Really, really, um, you know, we, we we are going to work on something with them now. We know that there probably won't be any crowds. Um, you know, they'll, they will get to see us on television, but we are going to work out a package with them now once we get the draw out and once we know. But their support has been amazing. Um, you know. They could easily ask for a refund and get one, uh, like you would if you booked a flight or whatever you were going to do. But uh, their support is really, uh, really been overwhelming, and I want to thank them all for that. And we won't let them down um, uh, in what we offer them back in in our packages and, and what we offer on the field. But uh, our supporters, I say this all the time, Jack. We have the toughest supporters in the NRL, and none none sit through our extremes of 40 degrees, you know, in February or March and, and minus three or four in winter. No one has those extremes and our, our supporters and our uh, members sit through that every year. And uh, they're proud of that. You know, it's like watching the Green Bay Packers or somebody in North America. Like they're proud of that too. Um, and we're very proud of the fact that we sit through the toughest conditions. So I want to thank them again.